be afraid to talk to people. Well, I don't know what to say. And what if I say something wrong? If you can fill with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit move, use your mouth, you don't have to worry about. Just say what he tells you to say in the moment. Your words are now. Words in the moment. We're going to talk about some of that today. We're going to Luke chapter 12, verse 11 and 12. It will be there for you on the screen. And then we're going to do 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 1 through 5. They'll be there in the New International Version of the Scriptures, uh, which is just a little e more English version for you to be able to understand. It is our custom at New Antioch to stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God, if you would do that with us and read together, it'll be there for you on the screen. Let's read. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. 1 Corinthians 14. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Our topic this afternoon is your words, my mouth. Your words my mouth. This month's theme is about leveling up your mouth. If we're going to level up our lives, then we're going to have to change the things that come out of our mouths. Why? Because the Bible teaches us that death and life and lifestyle and miracles and blessings and curses and healings and any number of things that you actually might want to see and experience, all of those things can be released by what we say with our mouths. Why is that, Pastor? Because we are created in the image and the likeness of God. We have the divine in us. And because of that, we have created power in what we say, just like the God whose image we are in. He had created power in what he said. He spoke the world into existence. Now, we don't have it on his level, of course. So we can't just say, million dollars appear. Let there be a million dollars in my hand, and it's going to get in your hand. God has it like that. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Uh, however, I do believe that if we believe enough and keep saying it enough, that those million dollars will come. Ask me how I know because we have been asking God that we go, when we build that building, it's because we keep saying it. God, we need $3 million to build that building. 
building on the land that we have. I know it because when I say, God, I need all of my bills paid. I need you to bring this particular check. So a lady told me today that she, she just kept asking God, asking God, God, I need about $5,000 to lift this off of me. I need about $5,000. There's Marquita. She said, I lift me up about, I need $5,000. She said, I've been asking him for a while. He said, do you not know, Pastor, two weeks ago, I got a check in the mail totally unexpected from something I did several years ago that was $8,000. I only asked him for five, and he did over and above. We can receive things with our So we've spent this month learning more about the words of our mouths and leveling those words up. But today, today may be the most important thing that we've learned so far. And God began to show me this about two weeks ago. That the ultimate level up for your mouth is speaking through the Holy Spirit. You want to level up your mouth? The ultimate level up for your mouth is speaking through the Holy Spirit. Our level up is not complete until we get this one. The greatest thing that can come out of your mouth, the highest word that can be spoken by your mouth, the most powerful utterance you will ever have as a human being is to speak out of your mouth the words of the Holy Spirit. What an honor it is. What an opportunity. What an assignment. What a privilege to be chosen to speak the words of the Holy Spirit. Your words. My mouth. It's the ultimate level up. You can't level up no higher than that. Your mouth can't get any higher than that. Now the Holy Spirit is God in us. God in us is called the Holy Spirit. His Spirit living in us, working in us, moving in us, and speaking through us. We are in partnership, listen to this, we are in partnership with the Holy Spirit to bring salvation and healing and freedom and blessing and eternal life into the earth realm. We do that with by what we say in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Now the Father is God above us. Jesus is God with us. And the Holy Spirit is God in us. They are all one God, eternally present, whom we get to experience in all these different ways. We get to experience him as Father. We get to experience him as Jesus Christ. We get to experience him as the Holy Spirit. So in the Old Testament, God dealt with mankind from above them. And then he dealt with them through prophets and godly leaders. Then, further on in history, God put on flesh and came down here to be with us and to represent us and to show himself in Jesus Christ. Then when Jesus left to return to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. So when you invite Jesus into your heart, which I hope some of you do today. When you invite Jesus into your heart, it is actually the Holy Spirit that enters inside your human spirit. As a human being, you have a spirit because spirit really is breath. So when God 
breathes life into you, you have become a spirit. You are a spirit. And so when, when, uh, when Jesus, when uh, you're born again, when the Holy Spirit enters your human spirit, then your spirit is born again now. It's brand new now. It's made alive now. It's changed now. I know when you, the older Christians used to say, I looked at my hands and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. But really, it only looked different because you were different on the inside. The Holy Spirit made you the same on the inside. You're going to have the same corn on your toe that you had before you received the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You're gonna have to still still have the same broke tooth that you had before you before you got saved. But but it just looked new. It just it just looked better. It just... Because my spirit is new. But after that, you are to seek to be filled more and more with Him. Him, the Holy Spirit. You're, you're supposed to be seeking to be filled more with Him. What does that mean? It means you surrender more and more of your life to Him. That means He takes up more and more of your spiritual space. And, and when you do that more and more, pretty soon you'll feel like something is overflowing in you that gives you power, that gives you fruitfulness, that gives you an ability to do right. You're drawn closer to God and you can hear him more clearly. You can obey him more easily. You can do the things that he does and you can say the things that he says. I have laid my hands on people and they were healed. I have seen things in people's future and it happened. I have supernaturally known things about people that they never told me. I have spoken to demons and they left the person they were tormenting. And I have spoken words that were life-changing, that brought things into existence, that transformed situations, and that transformed people. They were his words through my mouth, and I could do it because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So my question is, do you have the Holy Spirit? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Look at this. The Bible teaches that there is a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now some of you uh, have either not been in church or been in churches that, that didn't believe in this. But this is a church that teaches everything that's in the Bible. And the Bible teaches there is a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Luke 3 and 16. This is uh, John the Baptist talking. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I will come. The shoes of whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. The straps of whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. He says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Acts 1 and 4. This is Jesus talking. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And what happens after that? He said, and you'll receive power. 
when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, which is where you are right now, in all Judea, which is where most of y'all came from, in Samaria, that's the places you don't even want to go, and to the ends of the earth when you feel this Holy Spirit. So what happened after that? So a little while later in Acts 2, it says, when the day of the Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting, and they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. There's that baptism. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, only believers can receive the Holy Spirit. According to John chapter 14, this is Jesus talking again. He says, I'm going to ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Then he says, the world cannot accept him. Only Christians can accept him. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. He said, but you know him. You know him. Y'all know him. You know him. Why? For he lives with you and will be in you. So once you become a believer, your next step is to ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. It's something that he does. But you'll know it when it happens to you. To baptize, to immerse, immerse, take your spirit and immerse your spirit in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come inside you because you asked Jesus to come inside you. And this is Jesus' spirit and it's in you and he immerses you. He baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. It's a gift to you. All you have to do is accept it by faith. All you have to open your heart and receive him. Just open your heart to receive him, wait for it, and it happens while you pray. It happens as you talk to him. That's the, first, that's the way the first people that received the Holy Spirit, that's what they did. They all got together. They stayed in prayer. They waited for it. When he showed up, they received it. And when it happened, they knew it. When I received the Holy Spirit, I knew something had happened to me that was different than when I first accepted Christ. So they knew it, and something else special happened. The partnership began between them and the Holy Spirit. The first thing he took over was their mouths. His words. Their mouths. They just spoke whatever he told them to say. That is the ultimate level of, of your mouth. All of this we've been saying all month is, is step by step by step how you need to change the way you talk so that you can change the way that your life is turning out so you can release the right things into the atmosphere of your life so that God can hear what you're saying and, and back you up. But this is the ultimate. When you get to the point where you are speaking what the Holy Spirit is speaking, that's the ultimate level up of your life. They kept on letting the Holy Spirit use their mouths in several different ways. And we're going to talk about those ways today because it's the same ways that the Holy Spirit wants to use your mouth for the rest of your life. Do you realize the Holy Spirit wants to use your mouth for the rest of your life? Somebody say, your words, my mouth. 
Words in the moment. Words in the moment. Luke 12 and 11 says, the one I read to you, it says, uh, you brought, when you brought before the synagogue's rulers and authorities, said, don't worry about how you would defend yourself. Don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Now here, Jesus is talking to the disciples about what will happen when they go out to minister and people in authority might be offended by them. He said to them, they wouldn't have to worry about what to say in court because uh, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to teach them what to say at that time. He's going to teach you what to say in the moment. Somebody say, in the moment. In the moment. If you will yield your mouth to the Holy Spirit, you will find yourself speaking his words in the moment. Someone will ask you a question, and you'll hear yourself saying something so profound and so right, and you have no idea how you knew that, and you have no idea why you even said that. He gave it to you. In the moment. Somebody say, in the moment. You might be tempted to do wrong and don't know how to get out of it. And then all of a sudden, you just say the right thing. And then you say the right thing and it shuts the whole thing down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you just say something and it shuts the whole thing down. He gave it to you in the moment. You might be witnessing to someone. And then you just get on the run and you just start talking. And you're telling them things about themselves. And you're using words and phrases that you can see are hitting them hard. And it's getting to them. And their tears begin to roll. And you, you don't know why you're even saying what you're saying. You didn't know that that was a thing that was going to touch their heart. But God gave it to you. The Holy Spirit downloaded it in the moment. People will say stuff like, I can't believe you just said that. You must have been in my living room. I get this almost every time I preach. You must have been in my living room. You must have been in the car with me. Uh -huh. I just asked God about that this morning. I was just talking about that last night. How did you know that? The Holy Spirit gave it to me in the moment. You may be up preaching or singing or speaking, and you feel the Holy Spirit beginning to move on you, and you say some stuff that's nothing you've ever even thought to say before. He just gave it to you in the moment. Y'all know when it happens to me, I'll say stuff like, that was fresh off the press. I don't even know where that came from. That wasn't even in my nose. Ooh, that was good to me, because the Holy Spirit gives it to me in the moment. It just came out of your mouth. And it was as good to them, to you, as it was to them in the moment. Or you might be in a heated discussion. And you wanted to say this. But that came out of your mouth instead. And then the heat was gone and the discussion was over. Because the Holy Spirit shut that thing down. In the moment. Or you look at your kid. And they're lying about where they have been and what they were doing. But you begin to recall their whole day for them. And you weren't even there. God gave it to you in the moment. My word, your, your words, my mouth, the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. That's why you shouldn't be afraid to witness. 
That's why you shouldn't be afraid to talk to people. Well, I don't know what to say. And what if I say something wrong? If you can fill with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit use your mouth, you don't have to worry about. Just say what he tells you to say in the moment. Yeah, your words, my mouth. Words in the moment. And then there are words in tongues. Words in tongues. There's a lot of controversy. Controversy about speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is when the Holy Spirit speaks through your mouth in a language that you've never learned. Speaking in tongues is when the Holy Spirit speaks through your mouth a language that you've never learned. Sometimes it's an actual language that's spoken in another country. I've experienced that. Sometimes it's an unknown language. But speaking in tongues is a miracle in itself. It's a miracle that we don't see miracles. Speaking in tongues is a miracle that we experience all the time. Those of us who are filled with the Spirit, it's a miracle. Sometimes it's like, okay, the, you know, the devil, I'm an intellectual, so the devil tries to talk me out of God all the time. That's his whole conversation, using my intellect. But then I have some things that, that, that he can't explain. So explain to me how I'm speaking in tongues, because I know I'm not making this up. Yeah. Now, other people on the outside might look and say they're just making that stuff up. But I know I'm not making this up. So you can't tell me it's not real. I'm experiencing the Holy Spirit speaking through me. So explain that, devil. It's a miracle in itself. And Jesus taught that it's a sign that follows believers. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They will speak with new tongues. When the first church was baptized in the Holy Spirit, they spoke the languages of the people who were visiting Jerusalem at the time. These people from all, from all over the known world. And they knew these guys were Galileans. They, they came from the, that region that they were in. So how do we stop? Do they speak our languages. They were speaking and declaring the wonders of God in languages that they had never learned. And then later on, when believers spoke in tongues, another believer would interpret. We, we experienced that this weekend as well. Another believer then would be interpret what they were saying. And together it became a message to the church from the Holy Spirit. So when you let the Holy Spirit fill you up, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you get filled up by prayer, or by praise, or by worship, by hearing the word, or having somebody lay hands on you. That's all I've been doing all weekend, is just laying hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when people pray for you, when you receive and you're filled with the Spirit, you will have the ability to speak in a language you never learned. Yeah. You will. Any believer who has received the Holy Spirit can speak in tongues. I believe that. I believe that. Some don't because they simply don't believe in it. Some don't because, again, it follows those that believe. They think it's weird. They think it's strange. Some of you looking at me now saying, hmm, not too sure about that. That's weird. That's strange. It is weird. It is strange. It's called a miracle. And then there are some people who have the gift of tongues, and they speak more often, they speak more readily, and it's for a purpose, it's part of their calling. But whether you have the gift or not, 
Don't shy away from speaking in tongues. I'm begging you. We need powerful Christians to do the stuff we need to do. Those people out there are suffering. Some of them are in here right now, suffering with addiction, suffering with depression, suffering with anxiety, suffering in poverty, suffering with worry, suffering in their bodies, in their aches, in their pains, in diseases. These people need help. People, there are some people that are have that are in domestic violence. There's some people that are doing well in every area of their life, but they have really no purpose and no reason. There's some people people that know they need something else and we have the answer but the Holy Spirit has to work with us to help these folk out the Holy Spirit is trying to work with you to make your life even better than you think it is right now don't shy away from speaking in tongues so let's go back to 1 Corinthians I'll prove it to you by the scripture 1 Corinthians 14, I read, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. You're supposed to want this stuff. Yeah. This, come on, these are not suggestions. <laughs> the Bible says, I want you to eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. He starts talking about tongues. He said, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. So tongues is a way to talk to God about things that your mind doesn't know to ask about. Or your mind don't know to fight for or even understand. Now, now this, this might be another thing that's kind of weird. That God chooses to respond and intervene in the earth by the prayers of the believers. God said, I will do things in the earth through the prayers of those who believe in me. That's his choice. I want to partner with you. We're in relationship. I, I, I had dominion. I gave you dominion of the earth. You all gave it to the devil. Jesus came and he bought it back for you and he gave it to the believers. I want to partner with you. I will intervene in things in the earth, but my choice is to do it as an answer to your prayers. He has given us the authority in the earth to release things to happen and to stop things from happening. A lot of stuff that didn't happen is because somebody was praying for you. A lot of things that didn't happen in this city is because the, the, the believers that were praying shut it down. You have no idea. They call it danger seen and unseen. You have no idea. But because people are praying. So he's given us the authority to release things to happen and to stop things from happening. But he also chooses to keep from us information we don't need to know. That's kind of weird. Okay, I'm going to intervene in the earth by what you pray. That's my choice. But I also choose not to tell you everything that you prayed about. Why? Probably because if he told you, you'd mess it up. You'd get all in the middle of it. You'd try to control it. You'd try to figure it out. And so sometimes, to make both things happen, he gives us this tool called praying in tongues. It gives us, it gives the release of us using our authority as believers while still keeping us in the dark about things that we don't need to know right now. Some of you really don't need to know what your child is up to. <laughs> You can't handle it. You don't know how to act. 
You'll be up. You don't know how to let God tell you what's really going on with your child or your husband or your wife or your family. And to really tell you what's going on. If he told you what's going on, you wouldn't sleep at night. You wouldn't. You worry. You stroke out. If he told you some of the things that he has you. But he still needs you to be the intercessor and pray for them. So that he can break up what's going on. So he has this wonderful tool he gives us, and that's the ability to pray in tongues. It gives us ability to release our authority as believers while still keeping us in the dark about things we don't need to know right now. So the Bible says, indeed, no one understands them. They are uttering mysteries by the Spirit. We're speaking the mysteries of God through his Spirit that's living in us. We're saying all kind of wonderful things. We're saying all kind of deep things. Through the God, to God, and through God, where his spirit living in us. So then he also says, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. That means you build up your spirit by praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues is like exercise for the spirit. You allow the spirit to express its born again self. And that builds it up. Like what builds up a singer's voice is to sing. What builds up a, a player's uh, 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 strength is to practice. It, 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 what builds up a musician's ability is the constant play. He got to play to be good at what he does. When your spirit is the same way and what builds it up and makes it stronger and exercises that born-again spirit inside of you is praying in tongues. Praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, anyone who speaks in the tongue edifies, builds up himself. It's exercise. It makes you more powerful. And it makes you stronger. And you can handle more things without diminishing your Christianity. Because without the Holy Spirit, you might not be so Christian when certain things come up. But when you build yourself up through praying in the Spirit, uh, then when things happen, you don't have to be less of a Christian. Because you need more than food for your spirit. You need exercise. So speaking in tongues exercises, strengthens, builds up, and edifies your born-again spirit. Plus, we don't know all the things we need to pray for. We're limited in our understanding and our knowledge. But the spirit living in us knows what we should pray for, so he prays through us. Y'all, it's a nice tool to have. It's such a nice tool to have. Why leave it on the table just because it sounds weird to you? That's like one of the greatest things God gave us to be able to use, but it sounds weird. So, you know, now nah, I'm good. I'm just going to leave that one on the table. I'm just going to keep coming to church and I'll get to heaven this way. You're leaving some of the best stuff on the table just because it sounds weird. And I'm not going to talk about the stuff y'all do that's very weird. <laughs> and it shows the reality of God. It shows that you're not just making this stuff up. It shows your dependence on God and your inability to see the future and your inability to even know yourself. And with this, you can pray for a child, a parent or a spouse, a loved one or a friend, and you can get your prayer accurately and directly to God when you pray in tongues. And then you can also declare the wonders of God in a praise that is way higher and more beautiful than your mind could ever imagine. If there's any real praises in here, just imagine to be 
every one of you to speak in tongues. So as your pastor, that's what I'm saying. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Tongues are a sign that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, that you've been baptized and immersed in the Holy Spirit. It's not the only sign. But it is the one that was used most often to, to show and prove the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So your words, my mouth, words in the moment, words in tongues, and let me tell you one more, words in prophecy. Words in prophecy. First Corinthians 14, I'm going to go back, but that will give you the prophecy side. That was the tongue side. Let me give you the prophecy side. Follow the way of love, e eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, but especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, nobody understands them. They utter mysteries in the spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, their encouraging, and their comfort. So prophecy in the Old Testament was simply speaking what God said. God said something, you told him what God said. That was prophecy. Sometimes it would include foretelling the future. Sometimes it would include judgments from God. It could include blessings from God or instructions from God or dreams or the interpretation of those dreams or visions. Anything God wanted to say to people, he said through prophets. But not everyone who prophesies is a prophet. Not everyone who prophesies is a prophet, especially now that the Holy Spirit lives in all of us who have received him. Those who have the call to the office of a prophet, they do prophesy. God calls them to give special messages for him to the church and sometimes even to the world. We experienced this. We experienced this uh, going into 2019. One of the prophets from the other church um, Prophet Regina, Prophetess Regina spoke the almost the entire COVID experience a year before we knew about COVID. She said something was coming to the United States, to the world, but something was coming particularly to the United States that was going to hit the White House, the church house, and your house. Yeah, she said. And other things that, that she said. He still speaks through the prophet to the world and to the church. They have a special ear. He reveals to them the plans and the purposes of God as well as messages to individuals. But anyone filled with the Holy Spirit can prophesy. That's why Paul could say, desire to prophesy. He wasn't talking to a room full of prophets. He was talking to the entire church. He said, to speak in tongues, but desire to prophesy. He didn't say, but everybody ought to desire to be a prophet. Trust me, you don't want to be a prophet unless you have to. Because there are things that you just don't want to see and things you don't want to say. He wasn't talking to the whole church. You all desire to be prophets. He said, be eager to receive spiritual gifts and to prophesy. You can desire to be a person who can tell us what God said. Yeah. You, 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 you can desire to be a person who just tells us what God says, who tells the family what God says, who tells them at the job what God says, who tells them at the beauty shop and the barber shop just what God said. According to this scripture, when we prophesy, we give people strength 
and encouragement and comfort. Who wouldn't want to be that person that walks in the room and just tells somebody what God said and it gives them strength. That tells his family what God said and it gives them comfort. That tells this person what God says and it gives them encouragement. The, the King James calls it edification, exhortation, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. It builds up the church. It makes the church stronger. When you let the Holy Spirit speak through you, his words, your mouth, you make the church stronger. You make your family stronger. You make your friends stronger. You make your circle stronger when you use his words coming out of your mouth. You build us up. That's a great level up for your mouth. This is where some of most of us need to level up. Build us up with his words. Don't tear us down with your words. Make us strong with his words. Don't weaken us with your words. Comfort us with his words. Don't upset us with your words. Encourage us with his words. Don't discourage us with your words. Correct us with his words. Don't condemn us with your words. Bless us with his words. Don't curse us with your words. Release us with his words. Don't restrict us with your words. Level up your mouth. Some of you, your families are begging for this. Your families are saying, look, can you make us strong with his words instead of weakening us with your words? Man, can you comfort us with his words instead of upsetting the whole family with your words? Would you encourage us? Some families, you can't get an encouraging word. Can you encourage us with his words instead of discouraging us with your own words? Can you bless us with, your, with his words instead of cursing us? with your words. So prophecy is still one of the greatest gifts of the Holy Spirit. Every time the gifts are listed and gifts are listed in different places in the Bible, I'm going to be teaching about them in Sunday school next week, but the, the um, every time, every list of gifts have prophecy on it. It's repeated every time because it's simply saying what God says, the Holy Spirit speaking through you. So, speaking in tongues is wonderful for you. Prophecy is wonderful for us. Let the Holy Spirit use your mouth to speak to his people. Wouldn't it be amazing to be at work and the Holy Spirit says, Go say this to your co-worker, and it's life-changing for them. Wouldn't it be wonderful when you're at home with your child or your grandchildren, and the Holy Spirit gives you something to say that they'll never forget what Grandma told me? Wouldn't it be wonderful to, to, to be so in love with your spouse, and they're in a place that you can't reach, but the Holy Spirit speaks to you and tells you what to say, and it transforms your spirit. Do you love anybody enough to say, Holy Spirit, I want you to use my mouth to strengthen, to encourage, to comfort. Let the Holy Spirit use your mouth. Your words, my mouth. Your words, my mouth. 
the ultimate level up for your mouth is to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Words in the moment, words in tongues, words in prophecy. First, though, do you have the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And after that, now will you let him speak through you? Will you let, allow yourself to speak in tongues? Would you allow yourself? Instead of shutting it down, saying that's weird, that's strange. Would you allow yourself? Have I convinced anybody? My God, my God. Would you allow yourself to speak in tongues? Would you be open to prophesy your words, my mouth? The first people I'm going to pray for today are those who need that Holy Spirit baptism. Yes, Lord. I'm a believer, God. I believe in you, but I want to be filled with your spirit. And I'll release myself and I'll allow myself to speak in tongues, to experience that miracle. But just baptize me in the Holy Spirit, God, and whatever you do, I'm okay with Anybody this morning, I'm going for you because I know you're in the room. He said this morning, he filled us up. Yesterday morning, he filled people up. Last night, he filled people up. This morning, I ain't leaving that thing. I'll take with somebody. We're not going to be left out today. Come on. Doesn't matter how old you are. Young people last night being filled up with the Holy Spirit. Amen. But what do you want to do you? This is platform he has given to give you an opportunity to be used of him. I want to trust you to pray with me for your pastor. That the pressure went into the darkness. That you will hear even more keenly. That you will hear even more words. That God will give you revelation of the things that you never thought of, that you read the scriptures, that God will bring out the scriptures of revelation that will feed this flood. That the prophetic ear be even sharpened, that the prophetic ear be even multiplied, and that the power to do something about what you said as you lay hands, you speak word, and the power will be in your hands to bring about.
to get it checked, to get it your uh, breast exam. So we do this every year. This is an important thing here at Atlanta because we fought with it so much. And we thank God for those times that we did. The only other thing is the last day, is that I need to bring candy to Chelsea. Pastor is in charge of candy town. I need y'all to make me look good. Bring it. Of course, it's true. That's right. Y'all help me out. Uh, and bring as much candy as you can. Um, this week, but definitely next summer, because on on uh, All Saints Day, we call it All Saints Day, they talk about the women and that day, is when we're having our uh, community uh, event to get all the community to come, and we have a great event planned for it right here on the grounds, uh, so we are asking for donations uh, of candy, so they don't have to go out in the streets. To, to get all that they want. We believe in the divinity here and this fellowship as the whole church gets together to do this and there might be some more instructions uh, but that will be, we have one more Sunday uh, before that. We'll start bringing it again. Please bring it in uh, next Sunday. Amen. Uh, I don't know where but this is okay. Because the Holy Spirit is here. Come on. Thank you. 